The text for our devotion this morning is taken from Luke's account of the birth of Jesus. Our text picks up right after the angel of the Lord announced the birth of Jesus to the shepherds who were out in the fields with their flock. We read in Luke chapter 2, verses 13 and 14. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. And we pray. These are your words, Heavenly Father. Sanctify us by the truth. Your word is truth. Amen. You may be seated. I think you'd agree with me that what helps make Christmas special are that over the years, many traditions have evolved. One of those is that especially at this one time each year, we send each other Christmas greetings in the form of cards and letters. When I receive Christmas cards, I tend to quickly focus on three things. All right, the design, let's take a look at that. The signature, obviously, so you know who is sending you the greeting, and then I pay attention to the brief message enclosed. I'm sure you've noticed that the themes of Christmas cards varies widely. I'll put them in three camps. There are first those that are very secular. It's all about Santa Claus, reindeer, snowmen, and Christmas trees, right? Then on the opposite side are those that are very Christ-centered and have a spiritual focus, which, of course, we would say is the true focus. And then there are those that are just vaguely in between. One of those vague Christmas card themes that seems to pop up frequently is the theme of peace on earth. Well, I actually got one of those this week, peace on earth. Let's do my analysis. Simple design, origami dove on the cover, okay. Signature noted. And then the giveaway that this one leans to the secular side is, I'm being wished a warm holiday season. I think we know where this one goes. Peace on earth. Wow, wouldn't that be something? That would certainly be appreciated, but there's not much in society that would help us support that type of wishful thinking, is there? Instead of peace, the kind of words that I tend to think about when I think of society, I think of chaos, discord, hatred, and fear, among many others that come to mind, but not peace. Instead, in the news, we hear about war, we hear about protests, we hear about political divide. Could it be different in our own personal lives, perhaps? Well, of course, trusting the internet, I did a Google search, and I recently came across an article that outlined the five types of issues for us each personally that tend to be, the article called them, the thieves or the robbers of our own personal peace. Those five issues were financial, health issues, relationship issues, cultural issues, and spiritual issues. 
as the five types of robbers of peace. I'm guessing that all of us have experienced one or more of those robbers of peace. To some, the angel's announcement of peace on earth seems much more like wishful thinking, the right thing to say at this time of year, or at least some people seem to have a great misunderstanding of what the angel's message was about. To Christians, though, we know that the angel's words of peace on earth are more than just a lofty goal or an abstract concept. It's real. Because we know the words of the Bible are God's words. And God is truth. Therefore, the Bible is truth. So just what is it that the angels were announcing when they proclaimed, and on earth, peace to men on whom his favor rests? First, know that the peace the angels announced wasn't for a perfect life here on earth for the shepherds or for us. No, God clearly tells us in his word, one example, John 16, verse 33. There, Jesus tells us, in this world, you will have trouble. That's true because of the original sin we as humans each possess. That was inherited and passed down from generation to generation, going all the way back to our first parents, Adam and Eve, when they first sinned by their disobedience of God's command. So quite frankly, humanly speaking, peace on earth is impossible. So how do we understand this peace that the angels proclaimed? Not just to the shepherds, but to all humanity, past, present, and future. Know that the peace of which the angels sang was the same peace that Paul announced to the Philippians in chapter 4, starting in verse 4 and in verses following. Paul wrote, The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, Paul said, but in everything by prayer and petition, present your requests to God. Paul is saying true peace is knowing that the Lord is near each of us and that despite our sinfulness, and because of God's mercy, our Heavenly Father is watching over us and knows exactly what we each need. There are people that can fix some of our problems, but God is the Father of all compassion and knows just what we need for our welfare and especially what we need to overcome our greatest robber of peace, the separation from God that we deserve because of our sin. And he knows how to restore that true peace between God and us. That's why the angels' announcement was so precious. They announced that despite our sinful condition that leads to death, we have peace. We can have confidence that God's favor, not his judgment, rests on each of us. Because of that baby that was born in Bethlehem that they announced that years later 
would fulfill what God had in mind for us on that Good Friday and then proved victory over sin, death, and the devil by his resurrection on Easter morning. That's the peace the angels announced. In that John 16.33 passage that I referenced earlier, Jesus says of himself, I have told you these things so that in me, through faith in me, you may have peace. Eternal peace, true peace, lasting confidence for your soul. Because Jesus says, I have overcome the world. And in that Philippians 4 passage, in verse 7, Paul states, This peace isn't just any ordinary peace said between one sinful human and another. It's the peace of God from our good and gracious Heavenly Father, which transcends, Paul says, all human understanding that guards our hearts and our minds so that we might remain in faith in Christ Jesus. So what are your robbers of peace? In Jesus, the baby whose birth the angels announced, we have not only one who can fix some of our earthly problems. We have one who's fixed our most important problem, our spiritual robber of peace, by bringing us the true and eternal peace of knowing our sins are forgiven through his perfect life and his substitutionary death on our behalf. So now we may know the gift of heaven is ours. So with believing hearts, hear again the angel's proclamation. And on earth peace to mankind on whom his favor rests. May your Christmas be blessed with that peace. Amen.